Welcome to Life Uninhibited. I'm your host, Kristen Messagy, Enneagram 6 Life Coach for Sixes. Today, I'm sharing a conversation that I had with fellow six, Anastasia Frank. Anastasia is a life and relationship coach, and she's hosting an event at the end of the month with lots of different speakers to talk about love. She invited me to be part of the show, so I thought it would be fun to have her on and talk through some sexy things. We talk about a lot of different emotions, love, fear, anger, talk about inner children, a little bit about business. It's a really fun conversation, and we do spend some time at the end really talking through what the summit is. So if you want to come you are more than welcome to. It's a free multi-day event. It's going to be a lot of really good information. and We love our information. So enjoy our conversation. Hi, Sixes. Welcome back. Today, I have an interview with my brand new friend, fellow Six, Anastasia Frank. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Just kind of talk about what you do for work, maybe. I mean, there's so many different ways we can introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, and then we're gonna just we're just gonna talk about some sexy things. And we're also probably toward the end, we're gonna talk about uh what do you call it? It's not like a summit, it's a it is, it's a summit. Kind of okay. So it's like a group of I'm gonna air quote experts only because I'm one of the people. It's hard to say expert, but I think a bunch of experts plus me, I know that's the sexiest thing on the planet to say. <laughs> We're gonna talk about love. And you're hosting this. And so I thought we could chat about it. Yeah. Especially because introducing it to my audience, they will have all the questions. So I would hope to just ask some of the questions they might have. So they might want to come. And Ooh. yeah. So juicy. Yeah. Okay. So go for it. Well <laughs> I'm responding here. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's such a delight. And I'm just excited to know you now. And for the moment, the Instagram decided to show me your profile when I was putting I this it. together. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Introduction. Obviously, uh, my name is Anastasia. And I basically support high-achieving ladies primarily, Mm -hmm. um, to create healthy, connected love. Mm -hmm. And that raises a bunch of other questions I know that you have had. Um, so generally the reason that people hire me Mm -hmm. is because they want to create like a good, yummy, connected partnership with another Mm -hmm. human being. Like they're single and that's what they want. Okay. Um, However, actually, the first six that I was aware was a six who joined my group seven, several years ago um, was married. And I thought that was so baller of her because I had not anywhere said explicitly what I actually do is self-love and connection right. with spirit. So she had just figured it out intuitively and signed up without a conversation. And I was like, that was so bold of her That's to amazing. just join the group as a married woman who knew that she um, had just work to do there. So that's what I okay. do. We're going to talk more about that toward the yeah. end. Okay. I'm attempting to not dive into all of my questions now because I, yeah. as you know, have a loose plan for what we will be doing here. But I'm go. excited to talk more about that. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> I want to hear first a little bit about your Enneagram journey. Yes. Because uh, you have one. 
Mm-hmm. And I think there's a funny piece that I want you to share. So how did you first come across the Enneagram? What did you think you were? Just tell us a little bit about that story. Um, I think I shared parts of this with you, but I don't remember if I shared the whole thing. So basically the short version is I was in Colorado at at an intensive with Dr. Margaret Paul, who's the founder of Inner Bonding. Oh, interesting. She is incredible. So all of the sixes who... A lot of my work, I lean very heavily on a lot of what she does. It's a huge influence and part of my own daily practice about like, what do you feel and how are you causing your feelings and how do you connect with God to know what's true? Like Mm. a lot of that really got into my body from her. So at one of her intensives in Colorado, um, I was just chatting with one of the fellow participants as we do. And she's like, are you an Enneagram too? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What is the Enneagram? (laughs) And then this awesome woman proceeded to give me all of the links and all of the books. Um, And she directed me to the Enneagraminstitute.com to take their test as like like a good one. I think it was her. I think that actually, you know what? That happened a couple months later. First, she's just like, oh, you know, take the test and then tell me what you are. And then here are some good books. That's what it was. And yep. So, and so I, I bought personality types. Um, I love that one. Yes. It's like, it's a fave. And I just remember on some like fast tests I did, I was like, and actually like three fast tests I did, I tested as a three. Okay. And so I read about the three and and it made sense because it's like, I got into Princeton on a full scholarship at a time when my mom was earning $12,000 a year. And that's cool. Yeah. Well, well, Super that achieving. What? Super achieving. Yes. Yes. And, and this ties directly into the Enneagram thing because I was like reading the three and I was like, oh yeah, that's totally me. Like, um, and I did all of the journey that was part of the three of like trying to control what everyone else thinks, which by the way, I think a lot of us, like the other. Oh yeah, we totally do that. Yeah. 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 Yep, but, yep. um, but so I, I went around thinking like, okay, yeah, I'm a three, but then I had, I, I also tested very high in six. Mm-hmm. In all of this kind of silly test. And at first I was just like, oh, that's the direction of integration. So I'm clearly just a very healthy three. <laughs> so good. So good. And but so you what? have been. It's only funny because you discovered you weren't that. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because that, go ahead. I'll pause. Well, just so, yeah. So that's, you're probably like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I have very little work to do because I'm obviously a very healthy three. Yes. So what happened to spoil your, to pop mm-hmm. that bubble? I think at some point on the path, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think I reached out to that said friend and I was like, you know, I've heard there's like some comprehensive tests. Like, you know, I want to know, like, and mm-hmm. then I was directed to the Enneagram Institute one and then I took that one. And it was just like, the fact that you kind of questioned it. Yeah. Is a is is a sign, right? Like a very healthy three is not gonna be like, but I wonder. <laughs> let me let me think more about this. They're just gonna be so like, true. you gotta get more shit done. Yeah. Totally. So true. Oh my God, the wondering, it never stops. Yes. Okay. So that was kind of it. You were just like still questioning a little bit. I was because I think I had also been, I don't remember the exact order. But I know that like the question of motive came in. Yeah. And some of the like threes can often be like performers I related to of like, 
Yeah. Yes, to survive my very abusive dad, I got very good at becoming whatever someone needs me to be. Yes. There was just some like little hint of like, you know, yeah. I wonder if there's more. Mm-hmm. And then and then that test was like, you are a six. And then I then I got dove in really deep because I was like, hold on. Right. If I'm a six and I was a healthy six, because I have a lot of three in me. Um, Which makes sense. I mean, I have a lot of three in me too. I mean, we have a line to three. You might yeah. have a three heart center. Like there's, that makes a lot of sense even still. Yeah. See, I want to know everything from you and I know I have so much to learn. So I'm just sharing the facts and you can do wise interpretations of them. Insert little, little yeah. nuggets. Yeah. And so basically the thing that hit me as like profoundly annoyingly true was this issue of motivation. Like, Mm. why have I been doing, why did I go into Princeton? And it's like this, this issue of being driven by fear that shit Mm. is going to fall apart. That is why I got into Princeton. That's Mm -hmm. why I worked at a hedge fund for two years, even though I can barely count like (laughs) this fear, everything's gonna break is what has driven me for so much of my life to achieve insane things. I don't care if you see me as an authority or like a awesome person. Like that's ultimately what it comes down to. It's like, I'm just here because I'm scared things will die if I'm not. And that. Do you worry if people do see you as an authority or leader? Like what's that like when people do put you on that pedestal as people are wont to do? Yeah. It's a really interesting question. Like this is, um, I'll just say like quickly, I think I I take that down. I, th- I remove myself pretty quickly. Yeah, same, same. I'm like, let's just knock me right off. Yeah. Their pedestal. Totally. Because yes. it's just, and it's actually something that's, it's an ongoing journey to be real because it's like, and that might, it's something I'd love to hear your thoughts about. Mm-hmm. It's just this issue of how do you recognize that there's so much that you do not know about many things, even in your area of genius. Yep. And also that you know so much more than than many people. And that is of tremendous value. That's the part where even till this day, it can be like, oh boy. Because, um, yeah. I always say that like my toxic trait is thinking I'm the last to know mm-hmm. anything. When I take in more information and spend more time integrating information than all basically anyone I know, right? Yeah. There's a couple sure coachy friends, but it's it like my thought mm-hmm. that I'm the last to know is so divorced from reality. Yes. And and this is where I think, and I don't know what it's like for other numbers. I really only deeply, deeply know six. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know, just that particular, like who I really am, my brain is so disconnected from that. Mm. And this is part of what just being locked in that head triad is all about is it's what mm. I'm thinking is just quite separate mm-hmm. from not only my own heart and body. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, I gotta like get those things aligned, but it has no um, relation to actual reality. Yeah. And how other people perceive me. So a lot of times people will say like, who you say you are, who like kind of your, how you talk about yourself. And this is actually not so true anymore. But before I 
whatever, started coaching and such. They're like, mm-hmm. is nothing like how I see you. Mm. And this is what I experienced with my clients. I have yet to meet someone that I'm like, your version of who you are and who I see you to be are like different people. Wow. It's bananas because of this like um, amnesia for success is... Oh yeah, like like we just woke up today, brand new babe. With like, <laughs> we'll just see what happens because we are wired to forget what we actually have to support us mm. in this life because we're so looking for the external supports. Mm. Wow, you know that's so powerful. This like looking for the external supports. And what occurred for me for, for what it's worth while you were speaking was um I was thinking about what you'd shared about your husband and like yeah. this the the comparison for me is like uh because I don't feel that I have the certainty that these other people have, yes, that does more of a number on on my sense of like authority because I question everything. Like I question everything. And so I think there's just this, and I don't know if this is six or not, but like, there's this almost like feeling, wow. It's like the dude that runs the daycare for where my five month old is going. Mm -hmm. He told me that his wife every night for like 50 years, basically has eaten like Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. And I, and I asked him, I was like, every night, like she didn't ever like shake it up with like chocolate chip or vanilla. And he's like, nope, she only likes Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. And I, and that raised all these questions for me. I'm like, wow, I don't think there's anything in my life that I can say that about. I'd have never liked one single food. I mean, I like Asian food. I like many things, but I would question that and I go away from it and then come back. Like, and yeah. I was just like, Though maybe those people are authorities because everything is set for them and they just know, they just yeah. always know. And and so that has messed with my head so much. Oh, totally. Um, I don't know if that's the is that the same thing or I think it is the same thing because yeah. we can just tend to uh, because we are so uncertain inside mm-hmm. and we look at people who are certain and they they kind of seem like different beasts yeah different animals yeah and so we just again we just kind of distance ourselves from that or we somehow and this is what really kills me is we think that's better but even though there's part of us that doesn't think that's better that wants to bust that certainty all up so we basically have at least two minds about every issue so true right like I can (laughs) argue that's sometimes that's given to nine like see both sides of an issue And I'm like, but that's so six too. Mm. At least two sides that's to every right. issue. Oh, but yeah. also some sixes tuck into a belief system and just have the one side and like really cling to that. So we're just we're just fascinating. We are. Sixes are we endlessly are. fascinating. <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk about our hearts. Okay. Our our dear, dear, like our actual hearts, but really just our heart center. Okay. Okay. We have what's referred to in some Enneagram literature somewhere that I don't have in front of me. Um, I think this is Russ Hudson. Okay. The terror-stricken heart. Mm. Because we are terrifying ourselves all of the time, left and right. Mm. Does that resonate for you? Oh my God, yes. 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 
And so we're <laughs> a bunch of our personality patterns are an attempt to somehow navigate that terror, that fear. Wow. And we're like, if I can just like put this together or think this through, or if I know what to think, or if I know who to trust. Yeah. Ultimately, with so many things we think will happen, but one of them is we just won't feel. I don't even know if a lot of sixes can access the fear. So we won't feel so anxious is usually mm-hmm. we want to feel more peaceful. Yeah. Which I think is actually covering up the fear. So I guess my first question for you is, do you know what fear feels like in your heart? Do you know when you're scared? Mm. Let's see here. Mm. I'm just like literally feeling into that. No, I know. I just like... <laughs> it's a great question. Okay, so the answer that I'm receiving from myself in this moment is I can, but it's usually hiding. And so I usually land in it um, only through my practices of like uncovering what is the thing on the surface and then doing the work to excavate what's underneath it. So I, I would have the exact same answer as that actually. Yeah. I only know what it feels like because I've practiced feeling it yeah. on purpose so many times, totally. which is uh, not something an average person is just going to do. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I wonder what fear feels like. I mean, it's it's just yeah. a weird coachy thing. Yeah. <laughs> not saying, I mean, we don't know anything about each other's coaching, but like in the world of coaching, there are feelings yeah. and we uncover them. Yeah. And one of them is fear. Totally. And there's so much around um, mm. trying to not feel fear. Yeah. So yeah. when you know you can feel it and not that it won't take you out. Yeah. That for me is like, uh, that's when I start to get a little more confident. Mm-hmm. Right. When I know I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. Definitely. definitely. I can be scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, there's so many things I, I'm thinking about. I know. Your, your brain is I'll just pause because yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know where you want to go. But I it's don't like, either. That's the that's the joy of being on I, my podcast. Okay. Just, I mean, just like I can have to speak out. Yeah. Just like yesterday was like a great kind of there's been like two events in, in two days, which is just, I was like, wow, this is probably all in support of this conversation whenever it's supposed to happen. But like yesterday I had planned on, on hiring this coach and I had like, so planned on it that I had like, you know, taken out like credit cards or applied to take them out because I am a six. And so I was waiting to be sure. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> um, I'd done all the things and like been approved and da, 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 da. And then for the third time in a row, the woman who's like the sales lead of this person, um, my experience of her was um, disconnected, uncommitted, um, and like untrustworthy. Oh. Like, like I, I, in my body, I felt diminished, unsupported, mm. um, and 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 really like rejected. Mm. And so I got off the call with this person, with the the team. 
And it was like all of my trigger buttons were up and like so much emotion was there. And I was supposed to get work done da, 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 for the summit and blah, blah, blah. But instead, I was like, this needs to be addressed. Like all of this feeling, mm. like it just gets my attention now. And to boot, I'd slept like four hours because honestly, I was just... You're up. super busy right now. Yes. yes. I was super busy. I mean, which is an excuse. I mean, it's just, I, for some reason, like laundry and chores just get my brain all activated in these days and it's just hard to wind it down. Um, Fair. So I was like feeling the feelings and then it was heightened because there was just, the fatigue was just like, it was all wrong. Really? So I like went inside and I did the same process that I teach all my clients. Um, that is really in the lineage again of Dr. Paul and was like, okay, you know, you know what I did yesterday? Oh my God. I forgot till just a second. I started an anger process. Ooh. I tried to just dialogue. Yeah. And I haven't done one of these in years. Like it's been a hot second. Right. So at first I was like trying to dialogue with myself from this cool, calm, collected place. And all that means is like discover what I'm feeling and how am I causing it? Yep which is really right on track for like the terror stricken heart. Like this is like yep. freedom work. <laughs> yep. Um, but I wasn't getting there. And then I just had this impulse to start hitting a pillow. Cause I was thinking about one of the Enneagram nines I've coached and how just like the physicality of hitting a pillow would often get her to speak when she's like, I don't feel anything. And then she'd start hitting it and she'd be like, Oh, that's what's rings. So I just started. So bad. It, right. And I was hitting it. And then I was like, can I swear? I mean, yes, please. I was just like, you effing bitch, like you made me, like I wasted three days of my life with you. You made me think you were the answer. These are such sexy things. Like, like I like trusted you. I was willing to do credit and you demean me. And then you like say that, like, I'm not a fit, like fuck you for not caring. How dare you like set someone up like this and then make them feel unimportant and like that they're like money isn't good enough and then I was like okay then I shifted it in the way I've been taught anger processing and that I find effective it's like okay how is all of that how am I doing that to me Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and I start letting my inner child rage at me and it's like you, um, you like are not committed to me. Like you are not showing up like powerfully. You are like, um, there was some really particular ones. Like you're like not taking me seriously. Like all of those things, right? Like, which makes this a trigger. Cause if it wasn't inside, it wouldn't be hitting a button. Right. And, and after that (laughs) piece, got like moved it was like okay it just shifted organically like once that was kind of out in the open then she's like okay and I'm just really afraid that we're stuck and that like we're gonna have to keep in the same way that we have for the last 10 years and I'm fucking sick of it we have a five-month-old who depends on us and like I really just want another path and you're telling me that she's the only way we can get there that right. now that she doesn't support us, that we're fucked. And and suddenly like the fear like bubbled up. But then I, I felt it and I was like, okay, God, what's true about that? That this mm-hmm. one is the only path out of what we've been up to. And I heard nothing. And I'm like, and then immediately the answers started coming. And I was like, okay, what would you have me do? And it was like, message Reem, message Kayla, ask these women, tell them about the vision I have of like, making an impact in a different way and mm. would they work with so it was like that's what it took to kind of feel the fear but also the anger like and the yeah. 
the big, horrible feelings. But then it ultimately cleared a path to take action. Did you always have, I mean, it sounds like you've obviously learned this. How do I want to ask it? Did you always have permission to be angry? Is that an emotion that you have had permission in your life to express? No, this is new. This is last, definitely last, I'd say seven years, probably. Okay. Yeah. Usually it expresses a sadness. It's usually just like sadness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and I love that you have processes for it because what happens a lot of times is, I'm sure you know, when people start to feel their anger for the first time as anger, there's so much disorientation, especially if it's an emotion that our system thinks is not allowed, causes totally. terrible things to happen, right? Totally. Is really destructive. And so we've done so much work to keep that stuff repressed. Mm-hmm. When it starts to come out, it can feel quite unwieldy. Oh, Yeah. And yeah. feel like, whoa, and like, who even am I? And there's, is this ever going to stop all this rage? So yeah. I just, it's so cool that you share that and that you have that process. And to show that you let it go and you let it speak, something else is going to come up. Yep. yep. And the fear, which is what we're really not wanting to feel. Yep. When that's able to come up and you do your work around that. Yep. And then for your inner child to be like, listen. If we took ourselves more seriously here. And so to take that message and then not get stuck in shame. Yes. But to actually be like, okay, good point. Let us <laughs> let us pivot to doing the work. But yeah, that's such a beautiful process. And There's so often the I'm not gonna let myself feel angry stops that whole thing, especially as oh, women. Man, that's I guess maybe the beauty of sleep deprivation is like that's not an option. <laughs> But I do want to name one more thing that has been so helpful to me. And this comes from Ken Page, who wrote the book Deeper Dating, who's also on the upcoming series. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, So he talks about this idea of core gifts and how the path to lovability and finding it within ourselves really has to do with discovering, like, what is the thing within us that we basically have been holding is like just so broken, so shameful, so abhorrent that it makes us unlovable and, um, and really like embarking on the spiritual path to like embrace that as actually our deepest gifts. Yeah. Yes. His his work is literally all about that. And it's like, and more, but basically I'll never forget how one of the questions I've asked him on previous summits when I've had him on was like, how do we start to identify what our core gifts are? And he always said like, what really moves you? Like what is like so emotional? And then what makes you so angry? What makes you so angry? And I was like, so so now, like as I was feeling just like all of these feelings about this woman, part of like, I just started journaling. I was like, I literally started praying out loud. I was like, please God, like make me the company that leaves everyone whole. Like mm. make that's the company that puts people like opens up possibility for everyone that like always takes people seriously and like, yes. um, like, like gives them a next step forward. Like all of my rage and like the things that like I value so much about yeah. how people should be treated, like came from that anger because I gave myself permission to be like, that's right. Curious, like, 
why is this pissing me off so much? Like, what do I value that she doesn't? That is, oh, that question paired with anger is such a game changer. It's like, this is, I always talk about when I do values work and all always with the anger. I, I'm a big fan of anger. Sometimes I'm like, if I wasn't an Enneagram 6 coach, I would be an anger coach because I value oh. that energy so immensely. I think it's so oh. informative. It's like, what am I passionate about? What are my values? What do I really care about? Where are my boundaries? I think anger shows us all of these things. And it because of our culture, of course, we have it like stuffed down in a little... I mean, I never had mine stuffed down, but I had to learn how to manage it. I had to learn how for it to be useful and not destructive in my life. Like, because it is a powerful energy. You can't just, you know, throw fireballs around, even though sometimes I like to pretend I could throw fireballs. Um, (laughs) Yes. All I'm saying is yes. And yes, it's just, it's like my favorite emotion to work with. And it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's so, it's so liberating too, that just, you know, like even that question, I don't think I'd asked myself that until yesterday is like, what is the thing that I value? Like seeing it as like your creative power, like, yes, what is it that you care about so much? Like, like, like being your word, <laughs> what yes. you say, like leaving people better than what you found them. Like these are things that I feel like your values in a weird way can maybe almost only be known through anger. Maybe that's not true, but like you certainly find their edges. (laughs) Well, I do. I mean, one of the questions I ask specific, Mm -hmm. of course, now it's going to evade me right now, but it it is something very much in that vein, right? There's questions around like, yeah, when, what lights you up? But like, when did you feel stepped on? When have you felt, you know, something, those sorts of things. And it's like, yeah, those do spark anger, also sadness, but it also just orients you to like, what pisses me off? I might just add that question directly in my next value session. I think that, and if they say nothing, that's probably a great entry point. It's a great, it's more information, right? (laughs) If the answer is nothing, it's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Let's be curious about that because there is so much fear around anger. I mean, they're just so, oh, they're just tied so well together. I also think that Anger and passion feel very similar. Oh, I was thinking that like the whole time you were talking. So if it's you like, don't it's just energy, if you don't have access to anger, or if it's so damped down, you're probably not going to have as much access to yeah, what you're really excited about. Yeah, and again, fear can cover all that. Yeah, fear of mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. of the too muchness of that sort of mm-hmm. like not quite controlled energy mm. is. Variant. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's intense. So well put. Yes. 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 I mean, that's literally like the whole invitation from that experience is like, what if every time I'm angry, I ask myself, like, what I intend to be or create that someone else is not being or creating, either for myself or for the world. Okay. Full circle because sixes actually can usually contact that, but they put it in other people. To your point, this, I mean, I'm kind of just reframing what you've taught us here or showed us, but for sixes, we're like, I know what I want someone to do. I want you to do it. Wow. I I want you to support me. I want you to take care of me. So in that way, totally devaluing what is my gift to bring to 
the this, world. I mean, gosh, it just sounds, it sounds quite cheesy, but this is really no. what I'm talking about. Like we all I have something to bring and sixes are like, yes, I see that. I want you to do it because it's really <laughs> scary. It's really yeah. scary to bring True. forth yourself into the world. Yes. And of course, name my podcast, Uninhibited, we have the inhibitor that's like, let me be sure to tell you all the reasons <laughs> that is scary and a terrible idea and all the support you will lose, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And oh. so we get so captured mm-hmm. by those thoughts that we tend to believe them and then put our little yeah. tender selves right back down into yeah. our safe safe place. I actually had that question for you and I have to stop myself because it's like very easy to move into (laughs) I know I know I can't wait I can't wait to be interviewed I really I love being in the like not in charge seat that's my favorite I mean like a sincere question for this moment for me for you and for your audience like the the fact that you have a podcast and like are consistently producing content like blows my mind like I can be extremely powerful until now. I know I can be all things, but like until this moment, I have chosen to be very powerful in like these like middle distance bursts. So yeah. when I see you like doing this consistent content, I would just love to know, and maybe you, if you've shared this in other episodes, I'll just go listen to them. Like, what do you do to be so consistently like expressed in the way that you are? It's a really good question. I don't know that I have an answer other than I knew it was time for this exact thing. Mm. And I ha- and it I knew once I started it, I would be consistent. I I don't wow. have any other way, especially if I thought people expected it. Wow. So in that way, that sort of truthy way that like it is kind of as soon as I put that external expectation out in front of me, I mean, this is kind of like using my personality for me. Yes, I love that. It's like, I will not. Um, I will tell you the last couple of days trying to get out the podcast that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. 20, whatever. I don't even know what month it is, much less what day it is. But <laughs> tomorrow from today, getting that podcast out was extremely difficult because I just had to get it done but I wasn't really in the space to get it done. And so it was, it was just a real challenge. Wow. And I, I don't know. I just do it. I don't have a better answer than that. And now that people listen regularly, I'm like, well, it's done. It's as good as done. Yes. Yes. And some weeks are better than others. And interviews (laughs) are way easier than solo episodes. And I'm just working with it. But at this point, it is the most potent arm of my business. So it's also just such a, it's like a virtuous cycle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And to get to say things in nuanced ways, like I am not someone who does well on the little snippety social media places because I'm just not, I'm not that way. I don't consume content that way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get stuck on Instagram with the best of them. Yes. But where do I really get, you know, it's podcasts. So. Yeah. I love that. That's powerful. I mean, yeah. I was actually just thinking, um, for what it's worth, I did prepare. I was like, I said this before. I was like, what do I feel would serve like the audience of fellow sixes? And I was like, how to create everything. And like, how have I done that? It's like, yes. it's, early, it's like, what do you want? Like identifying what you want, 
Um, and then, oh my gosh. Which is a whole bit of work in and of itself. Which is a whole bit of work. That's like, hello. Yes. 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 But putting a pin in that for one sec. And then it's like opening again to something that is outside yourself, especially when you think you're making it up of like, what would you have me do? Like, what would you have me do? And then like taking action upon that and inventorying how it shows up, like miracle practice. Oh, like high level, that is the structure of how I have created everything. Mm. But it goes back, I wanted to name this because in that first step of what do I want? Maybe I think this is probably for your audience. Like it has to be so clear the why it matters. Yeah. Like, and so I'd be curious your take on this, but it's like the second I know what I am creating and like why. That's right. Especially when there's like a person involved or there's like people involved that yeah. like, again, expect something of me or, or I expect something of myself on their behalf. Oh gosh. It's like, get out. And I was actually thinking, I was like, is that almost like utilizing the six, sixiness of like, um, uh, what's it called? Like supporting the, what's it called? The person who's like least powerful and like, Oh, the underdog. Yeah. 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 I was like getting in touch with your why it almost feels like making yourself your own underdog case to advocate for. I don't know. So interesting. So what you just said made me think about that. Yeah. It's yeah. The why piece is so important. I can lose that very easily. Really? Just getting, well, just getting in the doing, right? Just getting in Mm. the getting things out and doing the things. It can also really trip me up. It's a very interesting question because I'm a coach first who coaches in the Enneagram. And now because I have a podcast, I've sort of accidentally also become an Enneagram teacher, Interesting. which yeah. that wasn't really, I didn't really think that part through. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I tend to do mm-hmm. the things first and kind of backfill with mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my way. I'm the kind of six who kind of, I really feel like I kind of fail forward rather than like prepare and then act. It's, um, it's like the fear shows up for me after I do the thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I've got this great idea for a podcast. Awesome. And then I sit down to do it. And my brain's like, you know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, what? And it's like, no. And so I don't know. It's just really, yeah. but knowing ultimately my actual why, which isn't what you ask, but since we're here, <laughs> helping people connect to their own sense of themselves and their own inner authority, I just, and mm. to hold space for them to see themselves clearly when they don't like what they see, right? That, I mean, shadow work essentially. Wow. To hold space when people are like, oh God. Yeah. And so they don't collapse into shame, you know, and just kind of stay being exactly what they're being because what they saw was too icky. Yeah. That's yeah. like, oh, just yeah. it is, it is life for me. I, I don't, I just love it. Okay. Here's what we're going to do let's pivot to the summit. Okay. Cause I want to talk about it because people who are listening okay. might want to come. Okay. So it is healthy love. Yes. Okay. And, is it, it's for people who are in relationship if they want, what might people, let me ask, I'll just ask. Yeah. What might people who are in relationship get from 
from, from this group of people. Yeah. That's a wonderful question. So, and I'll just answer directly, like on the surface of things, it is geared towards single people. However, I always, um, every time I've done this, and this is the seventh time I've led one, I always just ask myself, like, what is the thing that, like, the question that I find most captivating at the time? And Mm -hmm. then I just pick speakers who I feel are going to answer that question because then I know I can lead it powerfully because it'll just be interesting the whole time. Yeah. So this time, the actual tagline, even though it's not on the banner, is really, like, how to, like, create healthy, connected love without letting heartbreak, fear, or conventional thinking stop you. Oh, gosh, that's good. Yeah. So I just had a baby on my own with a sperm donor at Congratulations. Yeah. And I did that in part because I had a mentor, Alison Armstrong, she just gets to be named, who was like, you know, after my, my divorce in 2020, where I lost all of the embryos that I had made before breast cancer and chemo, I have wanted to create children of my own since I was tiny. So Mm. that was like the most devastating loss ever. And I thought I was not going to get to do it, but she's like, why are you like waiting to try this thing out to have like a partner in in this space? She's like, why don't you just separate those two, those two paths? And I was like, "Hmm." she's right. Like, Mm. So I watched all my girlfriends that were like settling and just getting into bad partnerships that just were not anything I would ever want to be in. And <clears throat> fortunately, like, so it's so a long story short. I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to see what you can do with my mm-hmm. apparently menopausal body. And God gave me Sasha. So wow. I just kind of wanted to, and and it's like been really interesting in the months since then because I am I am actually currently single, even though the opt-in video talks about partnership. That's really it's all just being very real with your yeah. But um it's I'm all just, we like, care about as sixes is the real. Like we smell bullshit right? a mile away. So exactly. the, the realer, the like ah oh. the better. Exactly. Yeah. So I just let go of a partner who I actually called in while pregnant with my sperm donor baby. And I bring all of this up just to say, like, one thing that's been fascinating is um, I, like, know, like, I know, like, I know I will be partnered again Mm. because, like, I just have, like, I've done the work to get rid of my crap around it. So it's, like... I want, and that's so comforting because me up through like late twenties would not have been able to say that. I didn't believe I could have partnership. I didn't know how to get out of my own way. And so this is a long winded way of saying yes. But so this show is really dedicated to like letting the people show up and build the life that they want with all of the pieces that that entails, whether you're partnered or not, like how can we just be honest about what matters and like, go for the things in the order that like spirit wants to make through you and like make it happen and trust that the rest is going to come into place in its own time. That is beautiful. So even if say I wrote this down, they just want like a more loving relationship with themselves. Yes. Like I, you heard my little rant about this earlier, but I'm very (laughs) interested in knowing what love feels like, yeah, not like doing yeah. love or love is a verb and all this like service oriented stuff. Yes. But really when I feel love, 
that's not only going to go out and that's cool and good for Mm -hmm. everybody. But if Mm -hmm. I know what love feels like and I can direct that toward me, that's that's some powerful stuff. And that will thaw or uh de-terrify a heart yes yes you know? yeah yes. so mm-hmm. good no that's I'm just saying I'm just saying for people who it's like I don't yeah. even know if I want a partner or oh, totally like, yeah I think just to know that I could learn because self-love ugh, it's so everybody says it and it sounds so annoying but the truth is that it's really important it's it's why I started my company so like when I was on the path to creating healthy love, because I never saw it. And I grew up with a very domestically violent father that my mom had to kidnap me from into Mexico when I was eight and be in hiding. Oh my gosh. Because she couldn't figure out another way of handling it. So um, I was like, okay, what is healthy love and how does one create it? I'd have all these teachers that were like New York Times bestselling authors being like, well, you just kind of like love yourself before you can love a partner. And I'm like, you just gotta. Yo, bitch, like if I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be here with you. Totally. So like eventually, thankfully, like spirit will show up and use anything for you. One of her coaches, this mentor was like, I think you might want to look into inner bonding and Dr. Margaret Paul. Mm. So for about like 10 years, she taught me what self-love looks and feels like to answer your question. Yes. And actually was just leading my, my group that I run, the Abundant Love Mastery Group. And I actually was doing work. <clears throat> two of our, our four calls are like practice sessions in like loving yourself. Yeah. Like literally that's what we do. And <clears throat> there's a woman who was, that was doing work and she, she's like in her sixties and she's trying to call on a partner, but she's never like ever asked herself what she feels. <sighs> So today, what we did was literally just hold space for, I'll call her Sarah, to open up to what little Sarah's experience of her has been and how that was showing up in her body, right? Through overwhelm, she had pain down her right leg, which is how our body will speak when we're ignoring ourselves. And I was like, ask her, like, what are you doing or saying that's causing this overwhelm and this pain in the leg? And at first she was like, oh, I don't hear anything. So we kept coming back to her intention. And I'm like, let's check in. And she'd go back in. And like, basically where we landed was like, she watched her parents being like modeling disconnection and not caring about what they felt or what she felt. So a four-year-old Sarah made it mean it's not safe to know. And so... Her little inner child screamed at one point, you never stop to ask me how I'm feeling or what I need. And I feel so alone. And she just sat there and she just started like silently crying, like just by herself. And, And we had her like open to guidance and be like, what's actually true about the idea? It's dangerous for you to care. Mm hmm. And like for her to like receive, like, there's nothing true about that. Like, and then she's like, oh, or or that if I find out what I feel, like I won't, it'll take too much time and I won't be able to handle the answer. And spirit was like, not true. And we just had her sit in like loving compassion, letting the lens of guidance pour love into her heart. So she could then just sit and she cried because 
it's so foreign. And I had this experience too, to yes. simply extend love to you. And she's like, she's like, I just haven't done this before. And like, I just feel so sad that like, I've been so cruel to myself. And I was like, all we can control is this moment that's and right. your intention to like open to that. And so like, that's what it looks like. It's like, yeah. it's that simple, but it's also that profound. When it you- also like what you're saying <clears throat> is, I find the term I have for what you just described on the mm-hmm. back end there is recognition grief. So here it comes, I'm feeling something for the first time and suddenly this awareness, oh, I could cry just thinking about it, this awareness that I have not lived this way thus far, that I haven't treated myself this way. They they sometimes come up, they don't always come at the same time, but in this case, it sounds like they did. And that is so, uh, it's just so special to do that with someone because how do you, that can pull you out yes. of the loving experience. And so we just can hold yes. so much. Yes. But we don't know that. Right. Yes. No one told us when we were five, like, by the way, you can hold a lot of different emotions and energy at one time. We were just told, like, that's all. No, thank you. You know, no, thank you. push all that back down. So I just you know, that's actually kind of the whole show, just so you know. Like oh, awesome. the last scene was it's just like how can we feel more to have more? Yes. And so we have like breath work access, trauma experts on this, you like everyone is basically indirectly teaching people how to feel and to clarify what they want so that they that's can just right. be baller. So yeah. okay, I guess I do belong there because that is what you I do. do. Yes. I told you my first like married six who showed up and she's like, this is the most important work I've ever done. And I'm like, I, if I, if I felt like I could create a sustainable business with it, I would call myself a self-love coach and maybe I will, but it's just like, people think they want a partnership. They actually want themselves to give a damn. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Because hello, we've all been in partnerships that are lonelier than than any times we were alone. Like that that's not a fun time. No. And there's no, no love in the room there. Okay. That's amazing. I think I think that's it. Um it's yeah. free also. Yes. It's it totally is. free. Yes. So is it over two days? It is three days. It oh, is three, three days. days. Yeah. I used to do four and then I was like oh dead. I know. Okay. So I am super curious. Why take something like this on? This is a huge undertaking to manage a summit. Yeah. Which by the I way, a little bit of a dream come true. I've always had this like, someday I could be on a summit. And then sent the invitation. I was like, oh. you manifested me. <laughs> I did. It was my little secret dream in my heart because I will consume some summits I love them so thank you for the invitation but why would one take on such as a project I mean it's this same thing it's like you set an intention for like who you want to serve and how many people you want to be supporting and then like spirit is like here's a mechanism So like I was invited onto my first summit by another Princeton alumni who like saw on the tiger net that I was inviting people. Oh my gosh. Is that what the Princeton's are? The tigers? The Princeton's? Yeah. The tigers? (gasps) Okay, that's super fun. 
Yeah. So basically it was like, until then, like my whole business was literally people when I'd miss a train would be like, I'd be like, Hey, how do, where's the train? And they'd be like, here, what do you do? And then they'd hire me. Like I'm like, really? Oh my gosh. And so when, when Deborah Hurwitz asked me to be on her first summit, I had no idea what the sh- she was talking about because I never seen one of them. But then I was like, Oh, I was like, you have an email list of people that follow you. What? Like, what is that? And like, and I was like, Oh, so that was like your first intro. That was your intro into like how business works, even though you already had a business. That's awesome. The business was called do what you feel like called to do and trust that like spirit's going to meet you, which was also its own journey to get to that point. But yeah. So yeah, I did my first summit in 2018 when I had cancer. I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it at the time because oh it was just scary. Um, yeah. I'm very healthy in full remission. So just everyone cannot Amazing. worry. Um but I was like, at the time, I was like, I kind of was also not doing it for business purposes. I was just like, if I'm going to die, I want to leave the best body of work behind me. Because I was a filmmaker before. Also, I went to Princeton and then NYU. I was a film editor for seven years because I thought that's how I could connect with emotion. But then I was like, I kept wanting to like help the person I was doing work on. And I was like, oh, I got another degree I don't need. I have to work in healing. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, this is, I think this is it too. When we go in the world and we do things, Mm -hmm. who we are, what we're kind of supposed to be doing, we kind of find our way there and it's not Mm -hmm. a direct path. Okay. So you, so you do it because you want to, is really the short answer. And you, and you know, you can, you'll, you'll decide to do it and then you'll fill in the people. Are we talking about like what we do with your life? summit? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, like, I, I do something. I, mean, so... I do it because a, I do like run a coaching company, and I am committed to serving really like women like myself who are like yeah. super high achieving, who work very hard, and also don't know what they feel, and like right. want to know what they feel, and who are they, and like to yes. have that same transformation that was my journey through the thirties of just like discovering who am I. What yeah. am, what do I want? And like, how can life be fun instead of this burden? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, it's such an important question. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay. fun. It's very fun. And I mean, it's a ridiculous lineup. Like talk about divine appointments. Like Deborah Poneman said, yes. Who's gigantic. And like Kimberly Ann Johnson. Ken Page okay. Also. Did you know Kimberly Ann Johnson? I messaged. No. Did you know uh-huh. she's a six? Shut up. Yeah. So I didn't know this either. I know who she is. I have her book, but she's amazing. You all, yeah, could come just for her. So anyway, I just commented on one of her posts. And of course my Instagram is Enneagram six coach. Yeah. She was like, Hey, I'll send you the link from a counterphobic six. I was like, (laughs) Oh my God. That makes so much sense. I know. She's so badass. Boy. Yeah, I, I was that might inform the interview that we do. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know um, anything. I haven't ever spoken to her, so I don't know anything about her story, but I was just like, oh. It does yeah. make sense because she's so badass, but she's so soulful and just totally. And she's totally. so embodied. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, embodiment goals. I mean, oh, sure. this, thanks for coming on. I was like, you know what we should do? We should just talk about it on the podcast because I have questions. It's oh. so smart. This will hopefully serve some people. I mean, yeah. So this will come out. I'll do it a week before the summit. So people have okay. time if they want to to just come and yeah. 
learn really cool stuff and get connected to like all kinds of different kinds of teachers. And yeah, yeah, that's super fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm going to, we're going to end this. Thank you so much for doing this with me. This was so fun. It was so fun. Thank you for Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you are interested in coming to the Healthy Love Summit, you can sign up. There are links that will be in the show notes. If you're on my email list, you're already getting a couple emails about this. You can send me a message if you want the link. Just let me know. Lots of ways to get connected if that's something that's interesting to you. I will be back next week with more 60 